This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jared Freed. And I'm Jordana Abraham. So we are here with Kate Julian. She, she is the author of the cover story for the December issue of The Atlantic. It's called The Sex Recession. She's a senior editor at The Atlantic. And I have actually, um, I read our emails and we've gotten dozens of emails of asking us to talk about this story. So we're really excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. People are going crazy about this article. What made you want to write it? What made you, what turned you on to this subject? So the short answer is there were a series of uh, research articles in the leading sex journal, uh, sex research journal, I should say, over the past few years Mm -hmm. um, about sort of changing sexual behavior. And the sort of headline finding was super counterintuitive. It's that people are having less sex, particularly people now in their 20s. So they're having sex less frequently. They're on track to have fewer lifetime sexual partners. They're starting their sex life later if they've started them. They're more likely to be celibate when you compare them to people from past generations at the same age. And I found this totally fascinating because it seems really counterintuitive that in the age of, you know, uh, digital porn and dating apps and really permissive and positive attitudes towards sex that people would be having fewer sexual interactions, not more. So I kind of wanted to find out what was going on. You know what's so interesting about that? Like as someone who's been single a long time and and out there, it's interesting because I, 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 I heard the the reports of less sex in this day and age. And then I always thought of my married friends who would go to me like, oh, if I had Tinder, if I, if I had Bumble, if I had Hinge, oh, I'd be killing it. And I'm like, I always thought to myself, I'm like, they don't get what's going on at all. Like it, it kind of felt like the, the noise was like, everyone is just out there fucking like crazy. <laughs> And that wasn't the reality. That wasn't my reality. It wasn't like every night I was going home with a new, you know, person. And that, that's kind of the thought from a lot of like married married people who were like out of the game. Totally. I mean, it's. I think I, I'm as a married person, I can say there is this widespread misconception among older married people that like apps facilitate anything you want, anytime you want it. And for some people, they they do. Some for some mm. people, they work really, really well. But I think for more people, perhaps they're really kind of a mixed bag and can be pretty demoralizing and really time intensive too. Yeah. Right. One thing that was really interesting to me about in the article was uh, what you talked about in Japan, that like yeah. the AI kind of sexual experiences that, that were really big there. Is that like indicative of like an issue that they were that you were saying there? Like, what what do you think? Why do you think that in that culture specifically, that's so big? So I think Japan is really fascinating, and there have been sort of some some different kinds of articles and things here in the U.S. in the last few years, last several years, really, talking about all this sort of 
interesting stuff that's happening in Japan where people are much less likely to be having sex, much less likely to be in a relationship, much more likely to be living with their parents. And for a while, it seemed like, oh, this is wacky Japan and Japan's got this intense porn culture. And of course, it's had this intense sort of restructuring of the job market that has left a lot of young people in a really bad place. And isn't that kind of interesting what's happening over there? And what I sort of try to say in my article is that actually it's starting to look like some of what they've experienced over the last 15 years or so may be happening here a little bit. And some of that may have economic roots. Some of it may have to do with sort of the rise of digital entertainment. It's a really complicated mix of factors. Um, what's even more interesting to me is that a lot of other countries seem to be observing similar phenomena. So Australia, the UK, the Netherlands, Finland, basically well, the countries that have looked at this are seeing similar trends. We both loved Kate's article and all of you should go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Julian and go read uh, the sex resection, which is in the Atlantic and you can find it online or in the it's the cover story for December. But um, the the Japan thing is I after reading it. I used to work uh, selling life insurance, annuities and stuff, and the U.S. lags Japan, like they say like a lot of the financial models like look like Japan's financial models like 10 years ahead of us. Interesting. And it's like kind of Japan is our future. And then <laughs> with the sex stuff, it kind of felt the same way. Where it's like we're heading towards because they say with like if you look at financial like whenever, whenever we've had depression recession it's matched the same timeline as when Japan's dealt with the recession depression and it, you know you call it the sex recession to put it in sex terms like it kind of feels like we're heading that way where we are heading into more digital world we are heading into more AI infused lifestyles it was interesting you know it felt like. And now, you know, we have a lot of people that send us emails that are like, hey, met him once. Now the guy follows me on Instagram, watches all my stories, never talks to me again. Right. I mean, right. that's what that's what really jumped out at me from sort of thinking about some of these Japanese examples is that it is kind of this wor world of really um, sort of advanced solo pursuits. That sounds kind of gross when I use it in a sexual context, but <laughs> sure. it is kind of... It is kind of what you're looking at. Like they've, you know, there, there are all these different products and services there that are really geared toward like making masturbation more enjoyable. And that's, I, to me at first that seemed really wild. But then when you start to sort of like look at a lot of porn preferences here, a lot of them are not really oriented toward, um, and toward like emulating real life sex with another person. If you look at like, you know, various kinds of anime porn and what have you. That was really interesting too. Yeah. The, the, the like simulated porn. Yeah. The second most watched porn is anime porn. <laughs> it's not even real life. Right. Do you right. Yeah. No, it's like these like sort of weird morphed human animal, fantastic creatures. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Do you feel like people are um, maybe using this, this porn stuff like maybe people who would have cheated or do you feel like that's kind of like stay the same like is there is this does this lead so, to any changes in fidelity so i haven't really dug into that question specifically but related to that i will say one of the things that's really hard to get a handle on here is what the relationship is between porn use and actual sexual activity with another person for a kind of simple reason, which is that people who have higher sex drives 
watch more porn and tend to have sex more. So it makes it really hard to study what's going on, right? Like the fact that somebody's having watching more porn doesn't necessarily mean they're having less sex than another person with a lower sex drive. Um, that being said, you know, we can say for sure that people seem to be masturbating more than they were in the early 90s. Um, this is kind of a tricky question, again, to study because people may not be super honest about it. It's actually weirdly still taboo to admit to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but rates do seem to have like doubled among both men and women in terms of like how, whether people say they masturbated in the last week over that time period. Now, what do you think about the idea of like, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. You talked about how kids were brought up where like the time in the day, like there was no time to just like be just this person standing outside of a Seven Eleven who <laughs> with nothing to do, but try and fuck the neighbor, <laughs> which was right, interesting. Well, right. Well, I mean, now you're yeah. online trying like flirting I, with your class. Well, now you're trying to fuck the, you know, the avatar right. online. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. Yeah, I think bored kids get up to all kinds of things when they're bored, right? I mean, as you know, as I recall, and yeah. you know, so so part of that maybe. I mean, in the piece, I talk about sort of you know uh, helicopter parenting, but I don't know that it's just that exactly. It's not just sort of you know uh, uh, academic ambition. Mm. I think also smartphones have, for many parents, changed their relationship with their kids, and there's like much more sort of sense that somebody knows where you are and what you're up to. Um, it, at least that came up in a lot of my interviews. And so there may just be more, less unaccounted for time, if that makes yeah. any sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just love that as I read your article, which is great. And all of you guys should go follow at Kate Julian on Twitter and go read the article in, um, uh, fucking, how did I forget the name of the What's the name sex of the, recession. Sex recession. No, but what's Sorry. the name of the The Atlantic. Atlantic. <laughs> I keep wanting to start it with a V for some reason. In the Atlantic, go read it. It's a, I mean I the one thing I kept thinking about is the connection between laziness and sex. Cause you talk about how relationship sex is people in relationships and serious relationships seem to have more sex with someone because they're just next to somebody. Right? Yeah. Like they live they live with a sex partner, so therefore they have more sex. But I also think that this is like going back to the Japan thing. There's a word there, which I'm probably going to butcher, that people in, in one thing I read used to describe intercourse. They called it mendokasi, which which translated to tiresome. Like it's just too much work. Right. And I do think it's interesting, like sex with another person is wonderful, but it also has some downsides that can scare people off. Like it's it can be, excuse me, messy. It can be embarrassing. Yeah. It can be awkward and you know people have expectations right you have to get you have to get dressed put on shoes tie those shoes right then you have to take the then you have to take the shoes off i mean what (laughs) kind of world do we want to live in (laughs) but i did but that was like that was very interesting to me because i you know we get so many emails from people they're like you know where guys go on these dating apps and they're like they try to be sexual right away to try and make the sex happen as soon as possible and girls want to get drinks and those are two different, very different goals. <laughs> Drinks involve the shoe tying. Right. <laughs> and you know, and uh, send me pictures of your boobs involves no shoe tying. Yeah. And I and guess in a, a world reality, where everyone's overworked, it becomes like a, it's, it, it is a lot more, I mean, it doesn't sound like that much effort, but it is a lot more effort. Like you said, it's messier. It's like um, having to navigate the emotional like back and forth of like relationships and all that, which does seem almost like it does seem almost like old school. 
Yeah. Like I'm going to take you out on a date in real life and like buy you a drink and then like try to like convince you to have sex with me when I could just have sex with anyone on the internet that I'm like. Or anyone in my imagination with right. the screen right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. And expensive too, right? Like, I mean, if you're in high school or college and there's people around you and you don't have to like go out and like buy drinks and get dressed up and tie the shoes, like that's one thing. Yeah. But dating and like the kind of personal maintenance and self-presentation like is a lot of work and it costs money especially if you're female right is is sex down among people in relationships as well or is it really mostly among single people so um it one of the research articles that this this article draws on does suggest that yeah that, that even among married couples that they are having sex less frequently than married couples like you know 20 30 years ago we, I mean, what I wonder you, why that that is though, because I guess the if again, like the, it's so much easier. They're right there; they sleep next to you. Yeah. Um, what's the? Is it like the like you said the stress? I think you mentioned like in the article might be a factor. There's. Yeah, I think that a bunch of the things I discuss in the article, even though the article is geared more towards people who are in their twenties and single, definitely apply to married people. So information overload, like always being on your phone, the blurring of work and home life, Mm -hmm. Um, streaming TV, as silly as that sounds, like there is now always something that you want to watch. It doesn't have to be about porn. Like I think, frankly, other kinds of digital entertainment are as much a part of the story and maybe even more so. If you look at like peak internet usage, it's in the evening hours. So Mm. is peak you know, Pornhub usage, right? Not coincidentally, you, and those are the times when you might be hanging out with the person that you live with. Do you think there's just do you, because the thing about the article that it, it felt like there was more interest in sex and more talking about sex than there ever has been? It's just not translating to the other side. Like you talk about the the Northwestern class and how yeah. you can't get into the class, and and now and it's like people are genuinely want to have good sex lives totally totally i mean i think there are a couple things going on there i think that everybody thinks that everybody else is having a lot more sex than the average person actually is that's funny and i think i think that's always been true like everybody's always thought that everybody else was having more sex and everybody's always thought that like the young people are having more sex than ever and that's never really been quite accurate but it's like especially inaccurate now as as sort of sex is waning a little bit so I think that's part of it. And so people who aren't having sex like don't really want to talk about it. And so mm. it's sort of the self-perpetuating thing where everybody's got this distorted vision of what's going on. Um, and as far as sort of the Northwestern class, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people just do have this hunger to actually have more information, you know, and to talk about these issues. Uh, it, it just sort of blew me away that that class is so popular. Right. Well, I, I, you know, like I think also like what's interesting is information overload, but then you have all this information about, you know, failure and why things fail and like, Hey, you know, you, you do hear like, you know, you have get married, no sex. You're done with blowjobs, dudes. It's over. And you're like, oh, my God, this is a scary reality of the future. Like, why is this happening? I, I want to make sure it doesn't happen to me. I want to be the exception to the rule. Right. So you're saying it's, you felt feel like that should drive people to be, like, working on it more. Well, I think we, we have an interest, obviously. Right. Like, we're sitting here talking about it. People listen to this podcast. Uh, people want to communicate with their significant others more and want and don't want to be you know, a statistic where they're like, well, 50% of marriages fail in divorce because they weren't having sex, you know, you know, be a part of that. They want to be, you know, doing well. Right. 
I had another question, and I was probably too early to tell if this is from research-based, if this uh, is actually a thing. But I wonder, with like the increasingly kind of PC culture that we live in, or the and sex is as you know, I I feel like it's it's not sex is not really PC, and like it's most most sex, or it's not really supposed to be, or like we have this Me Too stuff going on, like that probably will add to the fear. It's so much easier if you have a fetish or if you have something weird that you want sexually. Like it's a little dangerous now to kind of to mm-hmm. to broach that. It's a little bit if it because of the climate that we live in. It's a little scary to do that. It might be like you said easier to not. It's me- it's less messy to just kind of get off yourself or figure it out on your own and not involve someone else where you could be you could have potential of being accused of something. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, this definitely not reflected in the data that I based the piece on because that data is a few years old. But I do think that Me Too, for all the things that are wonderful about it, has led to this moment where everybody's kind of pausing a little bit and some of the norms around, like, who makes the first move seem to be a little bit in flux. One thing that I thought was really interesting that's not in the article that I encountered is a lot of sort of polling and survey data showing that a lot of guys wish that women would make the first move more. Um, In fact, most guys do. And yet the vast majority of exchanges, whether it's asking somebody out or expressing interest, asking for their number or initiating sex, the vast majority of all that is still be being left in the context of straight relationships to guys. And so you've got this situation where guys want women to make the first move. Women aren't really making the first move yet. And now with this sort of reckoning that we're having, I think a lot of guys are sort of more <laughs> about not being skeezy. And so we're sort of stuck, right? Like who's, right. who's going <laughs> to... No one's making the first move, you're saying. It seems like it. I mean, there was a poll like last fall, late last year, about this time last year that I thought was fascinating that The Economist and YouGov YouGov did that found that like close to 20% of 20-somethings now think that a man asking a woman out for a drink is sexual harassment. And that was like a way higher rate. Anywhere or like at work? (laughs) It wasn't in the workplace. That was what I thought was fascinating, right? I mean, so... If that's really like the attitude that people have, I think that that sort of reflects the idea that nobody really knows what to do. Right. And I definitely heard this in some of my conversations where people were just like, ah, like I would rather just stand back than than risk making somebody uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I think there's a very low tolerance for discomfort, like societally right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably. I, I, I didn't even think like asking someone out for a drink. I guess I, I, yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know exactly what people were thinking when they read that question. Sure. It seems, seems to me, but right. I guess in person, maybe like in the context of like you're walking down the street and a guy kind of approaches you and like yeah, it's like hey, number, yeah. right? Let's go to the bank. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the kind of like it's that is the kind of thing on where a Wednesday. Well, I think I'm good. It's kind of funny though because <laughs> like that's the kind of thing where I feel like in our parents' generation or like a few generations ago that would be like the standard way to like meet people. Like you might meet totally. someone on the street. People used to meet people on the subway before they were always on their phones they were like actually interacting with the people around them whereas now it's like if someone speaks to you on the subway yeah. you're like get away from me you're very weird right. <laughs> well you even talk about like uh meeting your husband in the elevator yeah right. exactly i mean i met him in the elevator and you know i have i will say since the article was published heard some nice stories from people who are like i met somebody in the elevator last year or i met someone <laughs> yeah. on the subway last year 
So it can be done. Do not despair. But I do think that there is this change in like the way we inhabit public spaces and how weird or not weird it is to like strike up a conversation with somebody. I also think the workplace part of this is kind of interesting because the elevator in my case was in the building that we were both working in. And this is something that comes up in the context of Japan, which we were talking about before, is that like in Japan, the normal way to meet somebody used to be at work. And then like the sort of labor market there fell apart as you were talking about. Mm. And it was like nobody actually has an office job anymore. And they're like, uh, where do I meet somebody <laughs> of the opposite sex? And funny enough, that's happening here. People are working at more at home and they're, exactly. you know, they're working from their, you know, home office or whatever. What exactly. do you, you don't even leave the house. You don't even, you couldn't even meet someone when you're getting a cup of coffee. Right. Right. Do we feel like there's a solution maybe to the sex recession? Like, what do you think would be like the, like the biggest thing that could change people's attitudes and actual actions towards sex? Um, I think that women and men could, who are, you know, who are straight could both maybe recognize that this is a hard time to be navigating straight relationships and sort of give the other person the benefit of the doubt whenever possible, like in a group setting. I think that, um, people who are struggling with, with this should just not feel alone. Like I talked to so many people who either hadn't had a sexual relationship when we're in their twenties or who hadn't had one in a really long time and felt really, really weird. And were so relieved just for me to say like, actually, statistically speaking, you're not weird and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And to just sort of realize that and perhaps that realization alone can be in a way sort of empowering. Um, I think in terms of older people, like who have teenage kids, they might want to think a little bit about the fact that like adolescence is a really important time. And like, yeah, like, you know, let your kids experiment with, you know, flirtation and crushes and realize that like that's kind of like an important thing to be working out at that time of your life. And I think, I guess the last thing I would say is one of the sex researchers I talked to who I really liked, a woman named Debbie Herbenick said, look, like if you're kind of locked in a place where you're not being able to make the kind of romantic or sexual connections you want to, like, you know, you can do some things like, like just, just take care of yourself. Like all the stuff that is just sort of basic self care is actually really good for your romantic and sexual prospects. This sounds so obvious and maybe boring, but like sleep, like mm. get off Instagram. If Instagram is making you feel bad about your body, like go get a massage. If you haven't been touched in a long time and just get to feel comfortable with that again. Right. You mentioned uh, for straight relationships is the numbers. Do they, do they, show the same for gay lesbian transsexual i you know where wherever yeah. you land yeah, so, on so so for sexual minorities this is such a great question and the truth is we don't really know because there hasn't been like enough research that looked at those populations specifically there's one study out of stanford that suggests that um gay and lesbian people have more active dating lives than straight people do and based on those numbers which i looked at I kind of came away with the feeling that maybe the sex recession, as I'm calling it, isn't really is more of a straight thing than not. But the sort of short answer is we, we, we just don't really have good numbers. Anecdotally, you know, I certainly heard from people, you know, with all different kinds of sexual identities, some of whom had awesome sex lives and some of whom were struggling. It's a little mm -hmm. hard to generalize, I would say. Right. Well, I mean, in Esther Perel's book, she talks about how like uh, gay men at least are like much more. Uh, because a lot of them had to be remain in the closet or for whatever reason for many years they're kind of more adept at like working around like 
traditional sexual like monogamous uh relationships or just kind of like being more playful around those ideas and perhaps that is like another reason around that i totally agree with that and i also think that there's some reason to think based on my interviews and conversations that that gay communities may use dating apps a little bit better or they have more more success with them because it's like a smaller pool it doesn't have that kind of feeling of like oh, this is just a totally bottomless supply of people. And right. therefore, I'm going to sit here on my couch and be paralyzed by all the options. Well, also, they're dealing with someone that is closer to Less them. Less of a foreign creature. Less right. of a foreign creature. You know, like, if, if, like if I was yeah. talking to another guy, I could be like, hey, I'm looking for this and I know how a guy would take And that. I know how it feels to be like given this, yeah. this information. Opener, right, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, seems like heaven. <laughs> no, I think it's that's such a that's such a smart and important point. I mean, I think that for people who don't have a ton of sexual experience, especially like trying if you're a man trying to figure out female sexual response is actually kind of hard because women vary a lot. Like this is one of the things that the sex researchers kept kind of emphasizing to me is like th- that's just that's just as a man kind of a harder thing to figure out. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with Dan Savage where he was talking about how, you know, gay men of his era, like, didn't have any romantic and sexual experiences adolescence. And, like, they came into their 20s and they had to figure it out. And he sort of said, maybe everybody's like a gay teenager now. So I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I did think it was, you know, the, the um, you talked about also the, the things like putting people saying, well, I have to get my life together first before love and relationships should even make sense to me. Yeah, that was a really interesting thing that came up, especially in my conversations with people who were in college or who were like, a, who, who, who were college graduates who were shortly out of college, which was just like this, the, these things, like there's a sort of a, there's sort of like a batting order here. Like I got to Like I got to do these other things first. Mm. Um, and, and like, I got to figure out my job thing. I got to figure out my finances. Like I, it, I just can't even go there right now. Like maybe I could have sex with somebody, but a relationship that's just going to complicate things and tie me down. And I heard that interestingly, like the stereotype is like, that's more kind of a male attitude, but I heard that from women too, mm. um, who just felt like right. they really had to get a lot of stuff figured out. Well, I think the old, the, you know, as time goes by, it becomes less socially acceptable for women to just kind of like rely on a man for any kind of like complete financial support. And like, we're very much expected to succeed and be ambitious. Um, So that's probably like, as, as things become more equal, they become totally more, you know, more equal in some ways, I guess, in, in that sexual arena as well. Okay. Yeah, no, I think so. A lot of women who like had been raised by sort of strong, you know, parents who really wanted them to have a career felt like they would be like betraying feminism if they put a relationship first too soon. Interesting. There was a wait to go back to the men just not understanding what women want. The 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 other thing that was interesting, the uh, the the strangling thing. Mm. <laughs> like men are just going into sex and just strangling and just like around. just choking dude. <laughs> just like going in ready to choke right. and like it was such a f- like yeah well we've talked about that too where it's like you can't just like do whatever you want the yeah. first time yeah you just don't you know this like other person. person first and that, yeah that i would say choking is like maybe top of the list of things that like you got to know the person wants it before you do it. <laughs> but, but it's like this whole idea that like men are, you know, out there, you know, especially with these apps, you're looking for quick sexual encounters. So you're trying to fit in everything in one night. 
as opposed to like where relationship sex, where if you're with somebody, right, you're like, like, okay, a, we've done the missionary, we've done this. Okay, now we can experiment. Yeah, right. maybe my hand slips up to your neck by accident. You're like, uh, like you're into it, and I'm like, oh, what was that? That doesn't right. happen now. You know, if you're a guy looking for a quick fix, you're like, I got to make sure I get her off. I got to maybe the strangling will work. Right, or if I can't do that, then maybe I won't have sex at all, and I'll just go online and watch the porn that gets me off to that. Yeah. It's, see that it's just a, it, it was the, the article was just very interesting because there's so many things to think about with why it's you know we're we're acting the way we're acting i agree i don't think we have time for the email but um but this was great this was great thank you so much for coming on uh you guys should all check out the article if you haven't already i know a lot of you have because we got a lot of dms a lot of emails about this um it's in the atlantic it's the december cover cover story it's called the sex recession we're here with kate julian who's the senior editor and writer of that article thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me it was really fun thank you at kate julian on twitter go follow go support You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowl and branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back with our weird sexual encounter of the week. Send yours. UUP at betches.com. UUP at betches.com. You ready? I'm ready. You want to read it? Hey, J&J. Love the pods y'all do. And I have a short but weird story to share. 
I've been hooking up with this girl for about a month. We've done three dates, have all ended with sex at my place. She just graduated college and lives with her parents. Hot. Love it. It's like a porno. <laughs> we both don't want anything serious since we're both moving early next year. Have told each other this. Last time we had sex midway through, she starts saying Steve. She was saying it pretty quiet, but it was definitely Steve. I didn't say anything about it. I'm guessing his name's not Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. If she wants to get off to whomever Steve is, chase your bliss. Chase your bliss. I like that. Chase your bliss. This is like the bless your heart right. of coming. <laughs> <laughs> but what kind of person can't just keep that fantasy in their head? Sincerely, not Steve, but another equally generic white boy name. Wow. I love that. Have you ever had anyone say the wrong name? Have um, you ever said the wrong name? I've been tempted. <laughs> I have had the moment where I go, what the fuck is this bitch's like, name? I, yeah, well, not what is her name, but like, say the right name, say the right name, say the right name. Got it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So like, I'll so be- you almost said the wrong name. It's, it's, I've had the thought in my head of don't fuck up their, I'll say to myself, their name is blank. Like the right pronunciation? I'll say it in my mind as we're having okay. sex that I'll be like, the name is blank. Okay. And then I'll say it. And oh, then okay. I, to remind myself. Out loud. So one time I was having sex with this girl and I wasn't sure. I was sure of her name, but like, you know, when you get in that, like, you've just never said it out loud. Right. Like, I, I like, mean, like, when, how often do you call someone their name to their face? I, honestly. Right. You read it. You look at it. You just don't say it. Right. So I remember saying it like in a mumbled way where I was just like. Was it a weird name? Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel. 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 And then like just waiting for her to be like, like to say her name, my name back so I could be like, and then I could say it loudly. Like okay. I had to like mumblecore it. Okay. <laughs> you know? Have you ever been in that situation? Um, I don't think so. I feel like you've slept with more people than I have. <laughs> just oh a, Just a thought. <laughs> just a perhaps. Anyway. Do you um, ever have the name reminder? Do you ever like... Mm, I think I've... Th I've thought about other people, but I don't think I've. You've whatever. thought of other people. I've thought of other people, but I don't think I would have ever said the, said the name. I try to. I don't think I do. You, do you so say people's you, names often during sex? I do. You do. I want to make sure we. Roll call. I wear a name tag. <laughs> Roll, Roll call. <laughs> We're all here. Everyone's here. I'm into like the dirty talking, but I don't feel like the name is something that I really. I'll do the dirty talking do. with the name involved. Involved. So it's like. Oh, you know, like uh, you blank. You're making me so blank. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. So and like it's a personalized touch. A personalized touch. I don't want it to be just any greeting card. Right. Okay. I want it the note on the greeting card from me. Okay. But I mean, what are you thinking about? So you just said you think about the other people. What are you thinking about? Um, just like other hot experiences, I would say. Really? Yeah. See, like, that would put me in a like a a weird place. I feel like. For girls, it's very mental. I'm sure, but like, if you're mentally there, aren't you mentally there with that person? Most of the time, sometimes you're not. And sometimes you're like, let me think of like, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's what this right. girl was doing. Yeah. She was thinking of someone else well, and someone that she had hotter sexual time with. Right, doesn't sound like she's like super into this. She's channeling a, a previous time where she enjoyed it more. What I would want as the guy, I'd be like, okay, I heard the what Steve. Would you, yeah, what would you do in the... What it, does Steve do? 
Let for me a be your Steve. Okay. <laughs> I'll you out Steve that. Steve. Would you say that in the midst of the situation? I would have said, who the fuck is Steve? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a red flag. It's not a deal breaker for me, but I would be like, who's Steve? I think if a guy said someone else's name, is that, it would a deal be, breaker? that would probably be a deal breaker. If he thought about it, I mean, you could think whatever you want to think. Fine. I'm, I'm like this guy. Like, do you want to think about it? Fine. Sure. But uh, Chase saying, your bliss. have a little self-control with the saying of the of name. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're in bed with a guy and he says, uh, Jordan? I would just... Well, Oh, okay. Jordan is, it, is a female name to some people. Right. Jordan goes both ways. I've met female Jordans. Yeah. I would just be like, it's pronounced Jordana. <laughs> or what if it was, uh, what's a wrong pronunciation? See, if I were this name? guy and she wrote out the wrong name, if let's say his name is like Matt, I'd be like, it's pronounced Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like if someone was like, if, if someone was like, I'm the one. If they said like they just didn't know my name, you mean? Well, if they were just like, oh, Jordan. And then you were like, I don't think I'd correct them because I'd be like, maybe I just maybe didn't they hear didn't them hear right. the A. I don't want to start like correct. You know when someone like corrects the way you pronounce something? The worst. Yeah. If I like thought they were close enough where they like actually had my name, like yeah. just like whatever, I'd. What if they gave you a nickname in bed? What if they're like, oh, Jay? <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> You're okay with Are that? Are you okay with Jay? I'm okay with Jay. I would be okay with Jay. I'd be okay with, uh, oh, hog. Like, hog? I, like, <laughs> like, I want it to be good. Right. But then the nickname thing is like, maybe it's someone else's nickname. That's a good now way to get a, around the... Get around the whole yeah. thing. That's a good way to get around your mental image of someone else. You could give them a nickname and that's what we would scream. That's and fair. the guy would think that's their nickname. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this is... If someone, so she says a different guy's name, you're... I'm wondering what that person red did. Flag. It's a red flag, and I go, "What's? Are you still into somebody else? Uh, is there something they can they do that I can go home and do like a Rocky montage where I like work on myself to come back a better man?" If I if I had to guess, though, it wouldn't be about the moves. If she's saying the name, it's What's probably it about? more about the emotional connection with that person. Interesting. If I had to guess, I don't know for sure. So but, but you're saying like that would be it for you where you're like, yeah, I think if I was like thinking about someone else, it'd be someone that I really cared about or like, then maybe if this was like a shallow, more shallow sexual experience, which it sounds like it was, I'd be like, sort of like remembering a time when I felt like more intimately close to someone. And that'd be more. So if you're like, what is you're like, if you're like, what did Steve do? I'd be like, well, he was really sensitive and just like really took care of <laughs> He was really good he with really my mom. He really helped me out with my mom out yeah. and just having a hard time. So <laughs> like, can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta go. Uh, <laughs> right. That's so, what I'm saying. I don't think it's like, I think guys play like an overemphasis on, on the moves. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's the move? Of course, I just did, yeah. Right. And I think it's more, it's, mo it's so much more, it's so much more mental for most women so, than that. So not Steve and I should be a <laughs> lot more worried <laughs> than we are. And also, um, if, if, you're, I, if you like the person, if you, if like you the don't, person. then it it's like, like it's, it was never going to get there anyway. Yeah. yeah. What do we call the move? The phantom. The, fa the phantom sex. <laughs> phantom sex. I like that. Um, no name. The no name. I don't know. Mm. For you, the listeners at home. Uh, a, uh, a lover has no name. The imposter. <laughs> do you don't watch Game of Thrones? No. There's a, a girl has no name is one of the things. This could oh. be like a... This could be a Game of Thrones Game plot. of Thrones reference. So hot. Okay. <laughs> the imposter. I like that. I like that. The 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 mental masturbation. 
This is because you said it was mental. mental masturbator. Yeah, I like that. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. We love them. You want to read the first one? It's a it's a longer one. Let's do it. Hi, Jordana and Jared. First off, I've been a loyal listener since day one. Share you up with all my friends and coworkers. Thank you. My boyfriend and I have been dating for four months. He's 25, had three past relationships lasting between one and two years during college. Why do women put so much emphasis? On past relationships? Yeah. Because like, I get the idea of like- For themselves never or for others? Ro- for others. Like he was in one to two year relationships during college. Yeah, his parents paid the fucking credit card bill. That's not a real relationship. Because uh, past relationships or the past behavior is the most indicative of future behavior. So if I'm if I'm dating <laughs> a guy, I'm thinking like, is this guy a relationship guy? Does this guy like, has to this me, guy ever been in a relationship? If he's been in relationships, he is more likely to want to be in a relationship with me. But also, <laughs> if they've been in relationships, maybe that's their deficiency. They need to be with somebody because they can't be on their own. Well, we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 26, <laughs> casually dated in college, but this is my first serious adult relationship. I think people who like take the time may be more thoughtful. That's true. That's true. It doesn't necessarily indicate any of that, but sometimes it's like if the guy is 35 and he's never been in a relationship and you are looking for a relationship, it might be like tougher to work with that guy than the guy who's had like a few long-term relationships. He's got some explaining to do at 35, but at 20. Five. I don't. At twenty five, no, I don't really care that much. Yeah. I've always been cautious and not wanting to jump in anything, but I fell for my boyfriend hard. We had an instant relationship in one week after meeting each other. I don't think there's much wrong with that. Um, we spend almost every night together. Took a weekend trip after knowing each other for one week. Become exclusive after only two weeks. Adopted a dog at three. Okay. Wow. I'm starting to have some issues. The dog is fucking crazy. The three week dog. Dogs said, live to like. 18 years old yeah the and then said i love you at four weeks i love you at four weeks makes more sense than the dog at three weeks yeah the dog is crazy met each other's families at three months i think that's normal the dog is the only non-abnormal thing the family thing is fine yeah we are both new to the arena and do not have many friends outside of the workplace (laughs) what (laughs) you said arena both new to the area i'm picturing them like getting into like the the ring (laughs) we gladiator fight every week um so wait a minute Sorry, they're both under the area and they don't have many friends outside their workplaces. Okay. So we ended up becoming each other's main companion. The friends that we have uh, met are shared. I think this is a big factor in the pace of our relationship. We both have healthy friendships with people outside of our town, but have not made much of an attempt to branch out and build a community in our own, in our new town. My friends were divided on the topic of uh, we're, if we're moving too fast. One side told me to follow my heart and go with the flow if it feels natural. The other side told me to slow down and take our time getting to know each other. If the love we feel is real, then there's no harm in slowing down since that will still be there in a few months. I ended up following the first advice because it felt natural and right. My reason was that it, the pace felt right for us in our relationship. Up to this point, I'm, I'm with her except for the dog. <laughs> right. You know, are well, you? Because the dog is a long-term consequence of this not working out. Yeah, but are you into it? Like, uh, does this sound right? I'm fine with it. I do think it's fast. I do think it's really hard to. It's it's hard. I I think the like we're like official after two weeks. It's like a little crazy, just in the sense of you don't really know the person. But fine. it kind of feels like they were just looking for someone to fucking team up with in the new city. Right. With and that, that. And that also is. Here, we'll get. To, I'll. 
Okay. The okay, other yeah. side told me to slow down. To, uh, I ended up following the first. First advice, because it felt natural and light. My reason was that it pace felt right for our relationship. If I felt uncomfortable with how fast we were, were going, it would have pushed me away. And if I initiated a slowing down, it would have felt unnatural because I wanted to spend that time with them and keep growing our relationship. Do you think couples in a new area are more susceptible to the instant relationship since it can be a matter of convenience? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and on, along those lines, which is what I wanted to say before, is like, you become more attracted to someone when you're sharing new experiences with them. And when you mm. both are moving to a new town, everything is new. Everything is like an adventure. It's like when you, you know, those abroad couples. Oh yeah. Like you go abroad and like you're in a new country, mm-hmm. like going to, and, like, yeah, and you're fending you're going skydiving for, with yeah. someone you just met yeah of course you're like more into them like you're like experience these like adrenaline inducing things and also you're in more uncomfortable situations together right which brings you closer and you're there a crutch for you against Shh. like safety like it's very isolating to be alone in a new city but crutch also in a good way i think yeah i'm not not necessarily yeah. bad but it's like yeah like if the if it's scary to be in a new town by yourself here's someone who like likes you why not be comfortable i think you're more susceptible to, to instant relationship but also like you're also more susceptible to be like um get the fuck away from me <laughs> right if you don't like, like it you yeah. know what i mean like you're learning about each other instantly because you're leaning on each other and there's really no distractions but also no distractions from knowing if you fucking hate this person you wouldn't be with someone you don't like right what are your thoughts on the instant relationship if both parties are down for the pace you're moving i'm fine with the instant relationship because it unless you're like legally getting married or like, or adopting the dog in this case, there's really not a ton of like terrible things that could happen besides it doesn't work out. And you had this like fast and furious relationship. Yeah. The adopting a dog, I think is a very weird, weird move. Yeah. Because usually um, like sometimes it does work out, but sometimes Mm. it's like fast in fast out, like kind of like a whirlwind quick in and out romance. And the dog is like a very permanent problem that you have to deal with. I, completely agree i it's i i think the like the wariness of it is like you listen instant relationship means that you you're putting yourself out there to get hurt but the only way to find out if you're gonna be with someone is to put yourself out there to get hurt right yeah i think it's like there's nice there's something like very exciting about it you can't it doesn't really judge how good it will be long term but there's no reason to say it won't be it's just kind of like the same odds as any other relationship yeah i that's the thing it does have the same odds people want to believe that like well i waited for point one and point two and it's like all you did was waste your time it's the same odds it's just like here if you're getting a dog you're there's more at stake yeah (laughs) was it not i i uh Okay, I mean, I the one thing I would say to them is like, you gotta work at making friends. Right, you can't use that as like a way to... Just hide from the right. world. It's like if you go to college with your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did you try? No one's gonna wanna hang out with you. Yeah, we don't really... Right. And it's... Um, so like, I'd be also that means couple friends and like, you know, I think Chicago's a better city when you're in a couple like to make mm-hmm. couple friends. Like I have a good friend. They got married and they lived in Chicago and they had all these like friends that they made together because they both right. moved there around the same time. So they have this like good group there. So I think like working on that and not, you know, working on like, just not like fucking hibernating. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing right. with these instant relationships because then you turn around, especially you go, in a new city, right? In a new city, you turn around and go, we don't know fucking anybody and we feel alone here. Right. And if things don't work out, 
you're also kind of like it's also important to like have your own identity throughout every stage of and i could see how their identities might just be like merged together and their interests are all the same and all their friends are the same like just like because you have this person you shouldn't like figure out like who you are or like the town and your own or your own friends in this new place or your own hobbies or your own things and i could see how like that might stop you from sort of developing a sense of what am I doing here in the city and who do I want to be here? Totally. She has more bullet point questions. Can you believe it? Do you think there's an appropriate timeline to hit those relationship milestones? Exclusivity, weekend trips, meeting the family. I love you moving in together, adopting a pet, etc. Okay. What do um, you think? I do definitely think there's an appropriate timeline. And just because you're outside of it doesn't mean it's like going to be bad. It's just timelines where things are more likely to be moving at a more normal pace. I think the timeline, here's my thoughts on a timeline. Timelines only are necessary for the, for the, when they go too when things take too long. Okay. You think there's no such, so you get married the first night you meet someone. I think there's no, I, well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as too quick. So if a girl asks you to be exclusive one weekend, you're fine with that. But we got to be both on the same page. I'd be right. like, well, we're not, what the fuck are you talking about? We fucked once. <laughs> but if you're on the level with the person, okay, she's asking everything move quick. Cause we love each other. Right. We, we like well, genuinely enjoy yeah. each other's company. She's then testing the friends to see whether that works for them. If it happens quick, it happens quick. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You're just going to... I think people who put time... It's like time, The Bachelor. It's like The Bachelor. It's, it depends on the scenario. Like look at those Bachelor in Paradise people. They get we, they get engaged after a month. It's, and that's it. Yeah. And But the thing is, like, when you move quick like that, as long as you both are moving quick... I don't really see the, like, I, I, I see the negative in it, but I think when people are like, slow it down and put, they put these like, you know, these, um, these hurdles or these like, these timestamps, right. they're just afraid of getting hurt. Well, the first- Like, she's putting herself out there to be vulnerable. The first four things, I think- Exclusivity, weekend trips, meeting the family, I love you. That are easy to recover from if things do not work out. So you yeah. went on a weekend trip, didn't work out, yeah. fine. So you were exclusive and then you weren't. Mm-hmm. So you met the family and then Who it, cares? whatever. Yeah. Um, or the I love you thing. Moving in together, big consequences. Sure. Adopting a pet, very large consequences. Marriage, very large consequences. Those are the things that I would take your time with. Well, and those are the things that are all financial. Right. So that's when you got to start. Here's... The difference between a real relationship and a not real relationship is when money's involved. That, and mm-hmm. this brings me back to when I said he's been in one to two year relationships during college. Those weren't real relationships. Right. He well, didn't pay his own money, fucking yeah. rent. That's what most, that is the number one thing that couples get divorced over and fight over is money. This is, so with that being said, the timeline shit, when is it too early? It's too early when you haven't talked about money. Right. <laughs> I, that's I think, true. I think that's like a, a reality that no one wants to believe. Like love will love will win. Right. Love ain't winning the rent. Love ain't winning college tuition. Yeah. Love, you know, that's your when that student shit, debt is not <laughs> your student debt. So it's like that's the point where it's like, yeah, you adopted a dog together, but you don't even know who's gonna pay for who's what? paying for yeah. kibbles and bits. Right. What is what is their you know what is their annual salary? What are they? Yeah. What are they? Who's going to contribute what? If you who's s- taking it out? If right. you get in a new place together, who's paying rent? Are you going to switch off every month? Right. Are you going to split the rent? Are you going to? Who's paying the electric, the cable? Who pays for dates? Right. Also, like, what is what you met this person? Uh, let's say in the spring. What are they like in the winter? 
Yeah. Maybe they're a f- total fucking lunatic. Yeah, you what do they move? look like with their shirt off at the summertime? Do they wear Speedos to the beach? You don't know this shit. Yeah. Do they, are they wearing an I only drink wine on days that end with Y shirt <laughs> you on, should, at, during the you, winter? Honestly, you got to see everyone during all the seasons before you move in. I agree with that. Like, you got to see how they are. Yeah. I got to see summer Jared, winter Jared, fall Jared, fart Jared, spring Jared. Right. Exactly. And like we talked about before, like there's a difference between that in love phase and the like who you actually are phase. So I don't think you should make any serious long-term decisions until you, until that phase is over. Yeah. The dog is crazy. That dog is going to live forever. I mean, I guess one of you could take it. It's not like a kid, but still. But what the problem is with financial stuff with these quick relationships is this is it, they keep you in bad relationships. Right now we live together. I don't want to. I don't want to get another rent. Figure out. Right. We have a, that happens a lot in New York City where because rent's so expensive, mm-hmm. people date for the rent. So they right. end up moving together quickly because they go, well, I sleep at his place every night anyways. It's not the same. And it's like, that's not the same. Yeah, that's right. not an excuse to move in. Yeah. You should be able to, you know. Budgeting isn't sexy, but, you know, <laughs> it's a thing that must be done. She writes another question. Is it better to follow those social norms or milestone timelines or just do what feels right for your situation? At that point, it feels like she wants us to agree with her whole lifestyle. I think just do what feels right to your situation, depending on the consequences. Just so, like, yeah, but like also. Like I just said, like it goes back. Like, no, it's you shouldn't just get married because you feel like you're super in love. Like, that's. But also don't. the, the Money isn't sexy or romantic just like you said budgeting isn't romantic mm-hmm. like but that's the reality of the relationship so these quick relationships the ones that go like this the way she's explaining they always ignore money right because it's cinderella gotta get home before 12 <laughs> it's like fuck off right they're not like the wicked witch blinders are on yeah the stepsisters are fucking cleaning the house right. paying rent and the stuff that's exciting and sexy in the beginning can become very annoying and you have to figure out how, how so? annoying it is what? What comes uh, What comes to my mind? Yeah. <laughs> what comes to my mind from what we were talking about earlier? Um Okay, so my my boyfriend is very even keeled, right? Mm-hmm. He is like very like I would I he has good energy. It's very like relaxing, it's calm, soothing, right? And I love that about him. Love it, right? But then like 6 7 months in, that relaxing, go with the flow, chill vibe becomes mm. why aren't you more passionate? Yeah. Why aren't you obsessed with me? <laughs> so you wouldn't have been in in the first place if it weren't, if he was that way. Probably not because like that would be like a turnoff. Yeah. But you know, the like, again, it's like the, the, every positive quality that someone has comes with an opposing, annoying quality. That's the other end of the spectrum. Gravity. It. It's true. It's like a yin yang balance kind of thing. Like, you know, it's great in so many ways. Every there's no such thing as the perfect person. Every again, like every like good thing about someone has a bad other thing, and it's really just about finding the right match. But it's hard to figure that out right away. It takes a while to totally understand that, and it takes a while to like figure out if that's something that you want to accept. And also, yeah, totally. And that's that's just like a warning for this girl who's like, things happen quick. Things happen quick. Mm-hmm. Everything's perfect. Also, don't go around giving advice. Right. <laughs> don't tell don't tell people well you know josh and i yeah you guys have a very specific situation that worked out right good for you yeah it's not like the norm but you also haven't seen what he is like in the spring yeah so could let's be figure that out those first. seasonal allergies could just kill <laughs> this relationship uup at betches.com uup at betches.com we got one more email yeah but we'll, we'll be right back oh we'll be right back 
We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com you know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkinette bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support but keeps my natural shape and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be. But it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back. Okay, we got another email for you guys. You ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, I have an issue that has been bothering me for a little bit now, and I know a few other girls who have been in similar situations. I've been dating this guy for about 10 months now, and things are awesome. We met the mutual friends, went to different colleges, and he's a year older than me. It's embarrassing to say, but I'm 23, and he's my first boyfriend. Not embarrassing. Can we stop with Not that embarrassing. stuff? We I get, agree. We get 23. so many... 23. Um, let's just, like, the reason this podcast exists, I want to, like... We I mean, you heard you this. heard earlier in the episode we had you know someone who does research on these things that is normal if and if anything like and uh, had, early and also <laughs> yeah. to, to not have sex mm-hmm. it's totally normal or to not be having a lot of sex it's totally normal so the whole idea of this like I think the reason this podcast exists a lot of it is that the the ages are just different than they were for our parents right so we're all holding ourselves yeah, 23 to the, maybe your mom was married but yeah, like that doesn't mean that's not how it is she today. wasn't lived living around then yeah the age at first marriage has risen by four years yeah so to rise a statistic by four years that takes so much movement in the grand scheme of things i know it's if, crazy in a in a sample size of millions of people that takes millions of people to change. So I, 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 something like this gets me frustrated because I, I hear that and it's like, don't be embarrassed. You're comparing yourself to 
something that isn't right, us. Nothing is the same. Nothing's the same. Nothing is the same. Not you, the way you... Your parents' reality is not right. our reality. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, my mom, when she was my age, was uh, going through her first divorce, had four kids. <laughs> that's... <laughs> so... And now that's like, I'm right. looking at you. Yeah. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, what like, if you were on this podcast looking at me going... I got the four kids at home. <laughs> this is I got the four kids at home going through the first divorce. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah. like my eyes would be popping out of my fucking skull. I know, skull. you'd be like, freak. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm, it's embarrassing to say, but I'm 23 and he's my first boyfriend. Was I reading this? Yeah. Sure. I dated around um, in college. I am definitely am not inexperienced in terms of guys and sex, but I've never been in a serious relationship before. I.e., I've blown dudes. <laughs> He has three best girlfriends, which I figured out through social media, and he is very open about it when I've asked in, per- in passing. In the beginning of our relationship, he very casually asked me about my past relationships because it came up in our conversation. I panicked and said he is my first serious boyfriend, but I had, but that I had one boyfriend in college, which is not true. This hasn't come up in a while, but I'm really nervous that he could somehow find out about this lie. What if he asks a name or of an ex or details what if a drunk dumb friend says something by accident i know it's silly but i'm really embarrassed he will think there is a reason no one wanted to date me in the past i think at this point it's serious enough now where it wouldn't matter but i don't want him to find out i was lying my gut says to drop it instead of making it into a big decision and if it comes up again try and brush it off or say that i have dated around and it's a gray area for what is considered a a defined relationship what do you think i should do would this be a red flag to him here's the thing I mean, I know I just freaked out about the the whole email is about what we just freaked right. out about. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, continues she to freak out about it. Yeah, I mean, I, but do you understand that no 23-year-old man is going to look at a girl and go, how could you not have a boyfriend in college when they were a 22-year-old guy who was just trying to fuck all the time in college? Right. Well, I guess she's saying, she's saying he had three past girlfriends. Um, but uh, who cares? Right. I think she, okay. I, he understands I understand, dudes, though. I understand there's this, there, the anxiety around it because I think as a girl, if you're single for too long or if you haven't had a relationship, because the female culture and society is like so, there's so much pressure on having a relationship. Like I said, it's more like a job, it's like an internship job thing for sure. guys. It can feel like you're like undesirable or kind of a loser. Yeah. I can get that. I understand that feeling. I was single before I was with my boyfriend. I was single from, I had, like when I graduated college essentially until I was 27 and I remember having a lot of anxiety about that. Not that I'd never been in a relationship, but that I had the longer that I hadn't been in a relationship, the more I was like, is someone going to think it's weird that I haven't been in a relationship? I I will say this though, as a guy, the more comforting thing is to know that a woman had her own um, taste that I fit her taste. Right. Well, that's how you got to phrase it. That's kind of like the thing. But that's, but the thing is, <laughs> but if I, if I was with a girl who was like, well, I just got out of my last relationship. I just go from relationship to relationship. I'd be like, you're tasteless. <laughs> right. You just, uh, your we'll taste anyone. is uh, having someone tell you how pretty you are. Right. Well, I that's think, your taste. yeah, I think it's bad to, I think it's not a great sign for someone who's never been single. I think that it's like, this is, I think your insecurity about this is a bigger issue than the actual thing because it's like you could easily not be with someone for a while because you're looking for the right yes. person. I think if anyone asks you that, that's what you say. If someone says why, and the girls get this a lot. You're so, you're so pretty. Why are you single? Yeah, why that's you annoying. seem great? Why are you single? Yeah. Um, which makes it, which reinforces that idea that if you are single, that no one wants you or there's something wrong I with you. I have a friend. She was a, th- you know, 
as as are you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, by the way. Forbes thirty under thirty. Oh, thank you very much. Holy fucking shit! It's very cool. I feel like such a popper. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a friend who got thirty under thirty okay. a few years back, and she was single, and she was like, "My grandmother never even asked me about that stuff." Right, it's She's true. Like, people she don't only care. Asked me why people I'm don't single. care. Guys never they ask never me what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really care. Um, it's like it's that's what I'm saying. It's like a just different sure. world for men and women. Men, that's one of the first questions I feel like people ask you, like, "What do you do? What are you, what are you working it? on? Whatever." It's just not the same. It probably, I think that will equalize out more as time goes on. Um, but I think that I understand where she's coming from sure, I because I felt I a similar insecurity. Um, and I think people even who don't admit it kind of feel that I would, I would try to like be like brush that off. And I get why she lied. Cause she probably panicked. She's like, if this guy going to think that yeah. I'm like, like no one wanted that is, is this guy going to want to date me if he doesn't think anyone else wanted to. I think that's the, that's the rationale yeah. in her head when the rash, when like in reality, the way she should look at it is like, if you, if you want, bru- if she wanted to, the bruise in the middle of the banana, right? If you <laughs> wanted to date just anyone, you could have a boyfriend. Everyone could be in a relationship. There's a million people out here. Like if yes. you want to, like if you want to be with anyone who wants to be with you, you can be in a relationship. If you are selective about who you're looking for, if you're looking for the right match, it takes a while. So the idea is to find someone you can spend your life with. That shouldn't be like an easy task. Totally. I I think she can always go back on the lie. Mm-hmm. I think if it comes up again. She can soften the lie. You know, lies are like uh, stones. Right. You can take a little, uh, you can take a sandpaper to it and kind of like smooth it out. Right. So, so it's like uh, next time it comes, well, who was the guy you dated? You know what? Now that I think about it, it wasn't that serious. Right. Like it's not going to come up. This guy doesn't give a shit. But yeah, he's not going to If it does him. come up, you say, ah, now that you think about it, it wasn't that serious. I never really. Like, barely even. Like, never. It was like really. barely even a thing. Yeah. Uh, we hooked up a lot. I probably made it into more than I thought than it was because I was just a young girl who was in college. Right. That's an easy way to just brush it off. And also, if he he really doesn't care that much about this, I I can. Right. I've never spoken to guys, like that's never come up with my guys. Well, how many relationships has she? Yeah, been? that's never even been asked. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> I think that's something that we build in our own heads, probably totally. kind of like the guy sexual move thing. Yeah. Where we're like, this says a lot about me. And like guys are very like concerned with dating someone that no one else wants to see. Sure. I, I mean, I, in my personal right. past, yeah. I've said it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've been a lot of 10 monthers mm-hmm. and I ended after 10 months or, yeah. and I will say that to girls owning my past, right. being totally okay with it. And then I see in their eyes, they're this, nervous. This, they're like, this is a bullet point item I need to remember. Well, now and then, when then ten months, when ten months rolls exactly. around, they're like, am I? You am know, I the next one? Yeah, it's which is a valid concern. Valid concern. That's what I, I said. Past I, behavior, best predictor of future behavior. And I always realize that the minute I say, because I always, I'll say it because I don't. Right. What am I going to do? Be someone else? Yeah. But I, I say it, and then they, I, I always see it on their faces of like. Okay, this is something I'm going to be noticing forever. Right. And, and it's something that in the back of their head, that would be in the back of my head if I were dating you. Totally. I'd but be like, I w- well, now it's month 10 and I have to see if I'm out or... Uh, but it's never been in the back of my... I'm saying when it's the reverse, when a girl looks right. at me and goes, yeah, this I've actually never been in a relationship. I, I'm 23. I'm 23. <laughs> 23 and never been kissed you know like bring out the cats and all the the sewing the yarn we have this thing where it's like i'll go yeah like what what girls what you should say is i hooked up in college i kind of just you know had fun in college and never really thought of relationships right i'm just starting to get into dating really like now i'm i'm now only looking for companionship in that way 
Right. That's totally fine. I would have more questions about the 35-year-old. Uh, you know, apologies to the 35-year-old listeners out there that might have never had boyfriends, but I would, if I was, I, I just... Which 30, sucks, because like for men, there's not, I mean, like they do get, men do get, 35-year-old man probably does get We talked about as it. well. I'm right? not sure, we just taped two episodes, I'm not sure which one we <laughs> talked about it on, but we did talk about a 35-year-old guy. I could understand him being questioned of right. what his relationships are. Yeah. What's going on? Why haven't you been with somebody? Mm-hmm. Are you just a playboy? Are you just a right. fuck boy? Yeah, I guess that's, that, that is both both sexes. That's kind of a thing because by the 35, you're like kind of at 23. You don't know who the fuck you are. Too. You're not, so you probably shouldn't even, be in a relationship. Yeah. Your brain isn't even formed till 25. They said. Right. And, you know, you mean you change and, and you become a different person. It's totally fine to just have, I mean, like they say that like 24 is the new 18. Like I think financially speaking, okay. most people like, are relying <laughs> on their parents until they're 24. Okay. Um, so yeah, given your age, I think like, I, I understand the question is more about the lie, but just to, to bring it back to like anyone else out there who is in their low to mid twenties, or even honestly, like I know a lot of people in their late twenties who have never been in relationships. Like some takes, lo- it's not a race. It takes this, some people longer than others. This question for me as a guy, a 33 year old man of what you've ne- never had a past relationship would only start coming up at like. For me, for a woman, like mm-hmm. to be totally honest, to, oh, would only start coming up at 30. Right. Even 29, as unfair Even as that 29. is. You could be 29 and 364 days, and I'd still go, oh, well, you yeah, know, okay. having fun. It happened, having a good time in her 20s. And then at 30, and one day I would go, Have you had a past boyfriend? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone you used to date? Yeah, it's not fair, but it, it's a thought in my mind. I'm not going to lie to the audience. I'm, I'm yeah. That's what I'm here. And again, for. like we're talking about, like the different phases of of life. Like your parents, like at 29, that was much less socially acceptable. At 23, you were thrown, like you were expected to settle down before you finish yeah. the rest of your life. Now it's the opposite. Now you're now you're expected to figure out who you are, and then you know fit somebody into that. Which, right. You know that's kind of my deal. Yeah, you know, like your deal too. You know, you're you've had a, you've created a life, right? And then you got a boyfriend. Uh, you know, after you know a road has been paved, right? Yeah, it's kind of like it's just the way things work at this day and age. It's very different from like previous generations. It can't really be held to the same standard at all. What if you started dating a guy? He's thirty five years old, yeah. and the guy goes, "Never had a girlfriend, just always was having fun." You and I'd be, be like, the, but I'm still open to it. Right. Well, if open to it, I wouldn't be into if he was like, but now I'm, I'm really, I'm really open to it. I don't, I don't like as much as now I'm really looking to, to settle down. I kind of feel like I'm bored with it. I don't like this lifestyle anymore. I want someone to share like everything I built with. Do you feel like and that's now a promise feel, from a guy though? Not, well, not, not if his actions don't show that if his actions are showing that he's still in that playboy lifestyle, then then yeah, I'm not really interested in that. If his actions are showing that he's trying to hang out on a Saturday night or um, he's like, you know, he actually is looking for a partner. It's interesting though that you say that. Cause like I, I like if you're dating someone who's older and he goes, listen, I made a, con- a conscious decision. I need to, f- I need to find somebody. I'm ready for that. Right. And then you go on a few dates and he's like, sorry, we're done. Like, doesn't that hurt more? Yeah, I mean, it hurts more, but it's also like this guy is really, this guy doesn't think that we're a match. Yeah. It hurts because all rejections hurt, but it's sure. also like this person doesn't think I'm a match. If he was looking to fuck around, he didn't think we were a match either. It'd also be fine. Like, What if you'd had sex? 
I, I asked this so question. Everything is always more hurtful after you've had after sex because sex, you, yeah. for women anyway, because you get that chemical thing. It's sure. just like, I do believe that's like a biological chemical thing. You do just get more attached, especially if you're dating while you're having sex. It's not like a one night stand. Yeah. Um, I think anything is more hurtful after sex, but I do think you're saying like, if you, if a guy were to tell me that just so that he could sleep with me and then be like, I'm not saying just so he could sleep with you, but mm-hmm. let's say he says that then you date you try it out. This guy, then I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this guy is serious about, find, about finding his match. He didn't waste any time when realizing that it was that I wasn't his match to bounce." But th- that's the thing where I'd be like, "If he was stringing me along for months, that well, would be more annoying." Let's say you get it through a month. Okay. He said that in the beginning. You gave it a month. Didn't work. And he goes, "Listen, you. So you've after a month, you've had sex. You've gone to dinners. Okay. You've done. Hey, um, I told you I'm looking for the one. I don't think this is the one. Are you?" Is that I'd, a, be like, I'd say I appreciate your honesty. I mean, in my head, about logically, I might like in fucking the moment, hate this be, person. I might yeah. in the moment, but I think I would. I appreciate any time someone just like tells it like it is. Yeah. Um, and I think a thirty-five-year-old man should tell you. Sure. <laughs> right. Sure, and not um, be cagey about it. Right, that. or just kind of like be like not answering or like ghosting. But or it, that what's stuff. interesting is because like I I'll put on an Instagram. I'll be like tell you know guys will all the time be like hey I'm not looking for anything, and girls are like can you believe he's not like and it's like well he. This is what he's right. He's telling you straight, straight up what he's looking for. Everyone is the right. Thirty-five-year-old man isn't looking. Everyone has the right to want what they want. Yeah, and just be upfront about it. I'm fine with that. And I think I would be appreciate. I would appreciate a guy if he didn't realize I was a match to end that earlier. Would I rather he waste another six months of my life? No. What's interesting to me is that if I was on a date with a girl, and she was like, "I'm just ready to stop fucking around." Yeah, I'd be like, "Well, bye." <laughs> Two fingers, gotta go. Uh, Peace. I don't know. There was, it's. Uh, I don't know if I want that much honesty. Well, you don't. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe. Also, maybe. But if you were willing, let's say you want. Let's say. Let's say you didn't have your job. You're. You're 35 years old. I know you're not, but I'm saying hypothetically, you're 35 sure. years old. All your friends are married. All your friends have kids. You. Are, there's no one for you to party with anymore. You don't even really like it anymore. You've been going to the same party for years. Sure. You want to settle down. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's like weird to to want that. It's not weird to want that. What I'm finding funny <laughs> is that I say that, and the girl's like, "Here we go, strap it in." If you say like, I'm ready, like, then, like, oh yeah, like now, like, like great, I found great. someone who's ready. This is gonna be a real uh, a, a, a thing. A, this is an audience who's listening. Right. And if I say that, <laughs> you're like, "Oh Ooh, no," but maybe man. that's just you. Maybe some guys would be interested in that. Maybe I, I'm not saying I would be scared away by it, but I would know that Wouldn't I you would appreciate the upfront honesty. I would appreciate the upfront if honesty. I'm, if I was dating you, I would say that right away. Cause I would, I would want to scare you if you weren't interested. That's almost yeah. the point is to scare you. Cause if I'm, if I'm 35, if I'm 35, yeah. I don't have like years and years to fuck around. If I want kids, I'm going to say that to every man I go on a date with. I sure. want them to know exactly where I'm, Here's at. Where if I'm at. If they're scared. Great. I found out on the first date. It's interesting because I'm thinking through this as we're talking about it because I'm, right. I'm thinking like like I wouldn't be scared away, but I feel like I would want to I would wonder how I would act differently. Like if that first let's say the first day would probably end things if you didn't feel it earlier. Yeah, which is good, which is what I would want. Sure. Which is would be part of my motivation in telling you that. Okay. I, I mean, to anyone listening right now, this is good info. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I do think right. this is, you're getting I'm saying if you're the kind of guy who is scared away by the fact that I want to get married 
in a few years and have and be in a serious relationship, sure. then you're not the guy for me. Well, that's a, like a lot of girls would be like, we went on one date, we went on the second date, everything was great. Mm-hmm. He disappeared after the third date. Maybe like, that's and good. We had never had sex, and I always say, I'm like, that's good. Yeah, thing. he basically was like, one more date with sex, and uh, I gotta have a breakup. Right. And I don't like this person enough to even have to break up with them. Yeah, people are only thinking about the bad thing that happened, not the worst thing that would happen if the person didn't just leave your life. That's like a mm. blessing. If someone who yeah. doesn't want it want what you want leaves, the earlier the better. The band-aid hurt to rip off, but it exactly. sucks to take it off two years from now. Yeah. Because it'll be dirty. You want someone to waste two gross. years of your life? Yeah. Like the person who has a kid with you and realizes they don't want to be married. Yeah. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick? but can't always afford the super high-end stuff, I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Um, let's, let's play, play some, some games. games. UUP at Betches.com. Send them in. Please. Red flag or deal breaker? Okay. I've got one from the last one that we didn't do that I want to do for this one because right. I really like it. Let's do so it. So everything is perfect, but they are really, really into sitar music, like the kind you hear in the background at Asian restaurants. It has nothing to do with their own culture or heritage, but it is always what they put on in the car while cooking dinner, during sex, etc. Can you picture, the, can you like do hear I, the music? I know what you're talking about. It's like 
it's, it's like not, hookah bar music yeah, yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> like it's like the music they play when they're they like get off the flight in a middle eastern country right ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. That, like sit I, with the sitar it is i can understand how something like that would be soothing right but during like All everything like right. no no top 40 for like, them i've had moments where i put on classical music and i let it play while i cook or something yeah, like that's, that and i, I wouldn't expect nice. that from you that's I so do nice. it every now and again um like we see a different side of every you. day is a new layer Wait, how do you find the classical like what uh, you do? Uh, on my Just pandora spot. oh pandora right <laughs> that got people got weird you about my pandora classical? pandora you're either I in feel like Pandora's not out. ready to commit. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no Spotify. <laughs> I I'll put on like just a I'll find a classical name. I think, you know Beethoven. Little Bates. Mozart. This guy Paul Caravel or Caradell. I, I that's my station. It sounds like a guy at the Jersey Shore. Or yeah, something. Jersey Shore Mike. That's who my yes. other classical one. Um but you know, I it does have a like a it takes my brain and kind of like Soothing, puts yeah. in the spot. So I, it's a red flag because I could understand how music could affect someone's life right. to make them feel a certain way and put them in a zone. It's a red flag if they just do it all the time on like th- on their own. Mm. It's a deal breaker if they won't change the music at all. If they're, yeah, if they're just... If un- I'm like, we're on a road trip and I'm like, all right, how about some Celine the Dion? The podcast or Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, and they're I like... I run the super fan group. And they're like, no, my dad is really into Israeli music and he plays it all the time and he won't let us change it and it's the most annoying thing. Um, Your dad is? My dad is. He's really into Israeli music? Yeah, he like lived in Israel for a while. Now he thinks he's Israeli, but he's not. Um, but he, <laughs> So it's just a guy going... and he's like, well, I'm driving. I'm like, well... We're going to just jump out of the car. Like, I don't know. He, My dad used to play sports talk radio, and now that's why I listen to so many podcasts. Well, that, he that's great. He wouldn't change the channel, but uh, yeah, but he has maybe. Sons. What would he have done if he had a daughter? And she was like, sure, turn this shit really off. in the fucking podcast. She'd be uh, listening to this. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a red flag if he just does it. That's his, like, go-to. Mm. It's a deal breaker if he won't change it. Yeah, the question is go-to. Not right. changing it, being unpliable. That's right. a deal breaker for me in anything. Right. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker, the person is absolutely perfect. But when they have kids, they would like to feed them like a baby bird where someone chews up their food and fe- for them and feeds it to them. All right, I'm going to take this one step further is they currently have a dog and that's what they do. The they dog one the is more realistic than the kid one. Nobody baby Some, birds their kid. I feel like I've seen that before, actually. Or read You've it. seen... A man or woman take food, put it in their mouth, chew yeah, it up. because it's like put too, it on the table. It's too big for the kid. They have to make it mushier. I think it happens, but like not until they're like ten. With the chewing, when they have kids, they would feed them like a baby yeah. bird. So, uh, at what age does this end in this hypothetical? A ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it end when they're not a my baby hus- anymore? My, my husband is chewing up the food and and giving it to the baby, and it ends when they say "mama." That's a red flag. I think it's really weird, though. I'll, I'll offer I don't know parenting. Them. I don't know what the fuck to do. What if she does it with her dog? If she does it with her dog, it's a deal breaker because <laughs> they have taken their dog love to a level that is not that is Ill- sunk in reality. Okay. If they're doing it for their dog because the, the, the vet said, hey, this is going to be weird. 
I'd be okay with it. But if that's what you do because you've done it on your own accord, you're out. Gone. Okay. I'm getting more and more fed up with dog people. And just say, you know why? Because just saying what I just said. It's going to offend people. Is, it offends them. Well. And it's like, you are now as bad as religious people, as bad as, uh, you know, flat earthers. You deserve nothing. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> all right. Last one. Um, all of their friends are the opposite sex. So a girl with all guy friends or a guy with all female friends, no same-sex friends. I like this friends. one because it's, it's sunk in reality. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, guy, he's only female friends. I, I think harem I'm out. of women. I think I'm out. Not because of the jealousy thing, but I just feel like it's like, a, you need like same-sex friends just like to get yourself socialized a little bit. I think I'd, I'd need and them to have like at least one. What about, uh, well, interesting. What do you think? She's only guy friends, no female friends at all. Deal breaker. Yeah. I, I, it's a deal breaker because I like hanging out with other women that I'm not fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I actually enjoy having female friends. But but I'm saying that if you only had female friends. But this is what I'm saying. Right. Is that how, like we wouldn't connect if she doesn't enjoy, oh, if she only friends, has guy friends, yeah, then, okay. then like she doesn't enjoy having female friends, right. and then like, then it's like, what's, what's, what's are you always you? in competition with those women? Right, those girls will just say like, I get there's less drama. I get along better with yeah, guys. There's you're some, the drama, right? It's always the case. <laughs> it's always the case. Yeah, they're always like, I just like, I'm just like not as catty as the other girls. Yeah, it's it's like, like no, every girl, everyone alive, hates you for a reason. Yeah, you've done this to yourself, right? I once dated a girl who just refreshed friends every three years. What do you mean? Oh, she got right. You told me this. I think. Yeah. She's, and it's just like yeah, you oh, want someone who's who can the sustain common denominator here. Along, right. <laughs> if everyone in the room is an asshole, yeah. you're the asshole. Zero times anything is zero. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more. Um, yeah. Only watches Netflix with the subtitles on. I do that. So you I'm do it. With, I'm fine with it. Red flag. Red flag. I like uh, I have a trouble like listening sometimes. So you read it? I read it. I also you like love books, huh? <laughs> just read. <laughs> I just you're read turning it. your Netflix shows into books. I read everything. No, sometimes like you know you don't hear something and you're like, what do they say? So I just like to have it yeah, there. Rewind so I can exists. See it. Yeah. <laughs> the 15 second button exists. I just like to. It's weird. Now mind. I've got now I've gotten accustomed to it. If I was on the couch with a girl who was like, I gotta have, that, I would be like, okay, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, this is enough. <laughs> I can't handle this. It's not this that distracting, anymore. you know. No, I, I could get through it yeah. for someone I liked. Okay, yeah. great. So that's it. Yeah, that's our show. We'll see you next Can I give one plug? Week. Oh, yeah, of course. I always it's forget. The, I'm sorry. It's the 12th. So it's the 12th. You're, where are you going on New Year's? I'm going to Mo- Comics, Mohegan Sun. Listen, if you got a boyfriend, girlfriend. Where is Mohegan Sun? It's in, it's Ledyard, Connecticut. Like it's like. Oh, fun. It's in the Connecticut woods. And comics is the make it a trip. It's the comedy club at Mohegan. Kesha's there as well that night. Oh wow! So I love Kesha. She's not on the same stage as me, but <laughs> she'll be in your vicinity. She'll be, yeah, yeah, in she'll the same be in town. The, the aura of Kesha will be felt, and Jared um, will be there. And so. I'll be there. So comics Mohegan Sun. Go to my website jaredfree.com. Um, I'm also coming to get ahead. Worcester, Massachusetts, January 11th and 12th. And I'm going to be in, uh, we're, I mean, we have the U up live shows that are sold out and then I'm going to be in Miami, February 15th 
at the Magic City Casino. And then Laugh Boston. That's what I'm excited about. Oh, nice. Laugh Boston, February 20th. Get your tickets. Come on up. All right, bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age. The ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Rider Jean jacket is the OG. What every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.